Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 111. In this episode, we'll be talking about our 11th card, the Joker, Clown, Prince of Crime. We look back into our team time capsule to see when Vicious Struggle was fun, and we wrap it all up with another listener-submitted Bruin Buddies. So let's kick it off with our 11th card, the Joker. All right, guys, we are here with the KO King. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Good. How are you? I'm doing excellent. It is time for us to do our 11th card. Um, it, it's always that one card that just seems to not quite make that cut, right, when we're building our team. Um, and this time, it is the Joker. So his ability is um, flip. The Joker can't be blocked by a non-villain character dice. On the other side, the Joker can't be blocked. I'm, I'm just kidding. That's not the Joker we're talking about tonight. We are actually going to go back into the Golden Age set. You know, I, I know last week we had that heated discussion on golden versus modern so we're going golden for this one um it's from justice league and it is the joker crown prince of crime he's a five cost shield and clown 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 yeah clown i'm asian l's and r's are the same um when fielded the opponent's character cards can't um choose an opponent's character card canceling all previous choices your opponent cannot field that character while the joker is active so he's kind of like a uh older version of the blob right the og right. blob yep um and by far probably one of the coolest alt art cards in the game dice masters oh yeah it's one i've always wanted don't know if i'll ever get but it is beautiful yep so why is this kind of considered the 11th card uh especially now i mean i think the blob might be better so it's it's the kind of that 11th card i always liked playing him with multiple that that were the same so i'd like him and blob on on the same team because that would lock down two different cards now instead of one yeah. right or you could do the double lockdown if right. that was something you wanted to do yeah and he and he's he really is the the og blob a, a fat butt you know a one four two five three six so he was never going to attack he was uh, debilitating back in the day. If you if you didn't face him often, and then you would end up in a tournament against him, he was he was annoying. You had to deal with oh yeah, I how had to get around him. I had to learn how to get around him during a PDC or something against Steve because I had never played against this Joker before, um, and he fielded it, and my win condition was having Green Goliath on the field. Um, luckily Steve had brought polymorph yeah. and I had to figure out on the fly to use that to swap in my Hulk. Cause it was, it's not considered fielding at that point. Yeah. Um, to get around that, um, lockdown that he had on me. The biggest reason I think, uh, actually he or blob or any of these, and I really like this one. It might be just cause the, the art, let's be honest. Um, the reason I think they are sometimes an 11th card, at least for me, is because they do have those workarounds. They have Misdirection or Polymorph, um, which I think Misdirection is a is a great card now. I've kind of used it a little bit. Just a little very bit? Very similar to <laughs> how players use Ring of Winter. I use Misdirection the same so I can get people in really fast. Um, but it... So... You can't fill them, but you can still get the characters out, if that makes a sense. So they kind of become that 11th card for me, where it's an ability I like, but the workarounds are are there. For instance, if you're worried about dragons, if dragons are being played, this isn't going to do anything because Ring of Winter just gets around it, or misdirection, or or those kind of things. Or they can blank it, right? I can blank your... Oh man, I hate saying that, but yeah, you can blank <laughs> characters. Yeah, and so so does the Joker become a little bit more of an eleventh card, especially now with Blob, because Blob is one cheaper. Yeah, um, I think for sure you would go Blob, which is sad because um, when we were discussing which cards to talk about, that we don't talk much about the Justice League set, and there's a lot of good things in there, and I really like this card, um, and this was really fun. With uh, paired with villain team with Black Manta and those kind of things because you would have control 
with I mean, Black Manta yeah, and yeah. Scare and uh, Joker, and then you could KO some of your you stuff. Know, yeah, because this was a way around Constantine if he was right. being pesky. Um, I'm trying to think about other ones. Like, yeah, Green Goliath, if you needed to keep him off the board, because Green Goliath, the speed of getting Green Goliath out was about the same as getting right. Joker out, right? Yeah. Um, so like, so what, what would be reasons that it wouldn't be an 11th card? Like that it would actually slip on a team. Um, what would make you want to put this on team? Probably the number one thing that would make me put it on a team would be thematic. Meaning I'm using villains or I'm using a Harley Quinn. Um, so 11th card for sure in competitive, slightly competitive. Um, if I can build thematic, which some of us like to do. It's fun to do that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I mean, because yeah, because Blob's Marvel, so this is DC, especially if you're a DC right. fan, right? Yeah, you, this would be great with uh, Harley Quinn. I would probably use uh, the, Harley the, Quinn. the rare Harley Quinn. I need to build another team around yeah. her. She's so much fun to play with. You know, Harley Quinn, her Black Manta. I mean, if I'm going villain DC, I'm for sure going Black Manta with this. But I'm looking at uh, at villains and then making sure that I'm not providing a way for my opponent to bring their characters in. And then also coupled with that is I am going to work on board clear, if that makes sense. I'm going to ping stuff out that they can't refield, whether, you know, maybe like a truce or. Yeah. So I would have the, when if I just leave my Joker in the field, then He's kind of static. So the way I've always used it is I've used him with someone like Blob. Um, and I can't recall who I used I mean, you probably with. did there was Constantine a, probably was Constantine-Joker combo or something uh, like that. I, it was Loki. It was Loki? actually AVX-Loki that kind of does something similar. Let's see. Loki. Because I think he blanked the card, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Winfield did choose an opponent's character card, canceling all previous choices. Your opponent cannot feel that character while Loki is active. This effect lasts until you feel another Loki. Yeah, so I would use those two together. Now I'd probably use Joker and the Blob. I'd use them together. I would use uh, some KO abilities, oddly enough, like Fabricate or something like that. <laughs> really? So, I would, so the way I use a Joker is kind of keeping it fluid. So I ping stuff out, and I can constantly be altering what I'm naming. If I just would, put would, the, would you be even tempted to put in? I hate to say it, magic missile. Um, to to keep them flowing. Yeah, I mean, I would. If that's the. Well, he's got such big defense, but I've got to keep stuff out of my opponent's field. So probably truce, which thematically looks good with the card, right? So I'd probably use truce in full uh golden i'd use true so that i could kind of ko my character by koing theirs and naming it so whatever character they are trying to use when i use cards like this whatever card they're using i am manipulating and altering my team so that i can hinder what they want to do so if they go cheap characters first i don't want them to be able to feed fill those cheap characters if I want, like, say you're you're playing against a boom boom team or something like that, right? And then later in the game, it's going to be the expensive characters, so I've got to alter. So I would probably look at using this with Hellcat, um, and really manipulating purchase. If I had Joker, Hellcat, and Blob, and I had Truce, I could really KO characters. I could stop two purchases, right? Because when I filled Blob, I could name something that they can't purchase. Hellcat, I could name something they can't purchase. And then I could also stop fielding. I'd want to look at something for negating uh, fielding costs. I'd probably go with uh, Nick Fury. So I could kind of keep things flowing and having fun. And then at the same time, I mean, if it's if it's viable and legal black manta with those three and i'm KOing and refilling like i'm controlling but i'm also just devastating them at the same time so <laughs> that's a that's a kind of dirty golden modern team right are, are there any modern cards other than blob that you would want to kind of supplement with this 
Because um, um, actually, yeah, the Hellcat probably is modern. If I yeah, Hellcat's modern. She's a three cost. That would be pretty fun. Because um, the the one that you're looking at is the the purchasing one, or are you looking for the two damage? The probably the purchasing. purchasing. Yeah. That, so that one is Winfield did name a die, replacing all previous choices. Your opponent cannot purchase that die next turn. Uh, right. So, so when I filled that and blob, I ideally right. This isn't always going to happen, but designing my team, filled that and blob on a turn. I get to stop two purchases. Filled the Joker at the same time. I get the the stopping from fielding. I have Black Manta on the team, and then you know you want to say the S word. I know, but I'm trying not to. <laughs> but then I would have. Uh, Danger Room, Black Manta, so I make everything villains. Nick Fury is going to allow all those to field. Then I could KO. So I'm I'm just creating this situation where I'm dealing a good amount of damage, KOing, and then on your turn, I'm kind of hindering. Granted, I understand if we're looking at the math, this is all overkill if it all triggers. <laughs> like I'm going to be able to attack. But just that idea of well, when those. When have we ever had a Rust combo that... Maybe the word overkill wasn't part of it. But the, the idea of like taking control of that field so you can't field your characters is kind of what I'm going to do if I'm playing this Joker. It's not just going to be like, I'm going to take this character and I'm going to put him in the field. And then, honestly, I'd probably look at if we're going into that set and I'm starting to have fun with it, I'm probably going to put Constantine on just because if I can name one character with Constantine, name one with Joker, that means they have to fill two different... They have to name... Fill the third character to be able to do much. That's going to be fun. Have, do you even know how to build an aggro team? Just, <laughs> just, just curious. Yeah, I was thinking, actually, <laughs> wondering... I would counter it, but I was like, well, maybe Dormammu, because they have to have three characters in the field... Right? So that would kind of be interesting, but then you're kind of hindering kind of what you're doing, even though Dormammu's going to be good stats. There are some good stat characters. Uh, you could probably do the Riddler with this, the Riddler that that swaps. Actually, Finthaza, it's a, he's a shield, so you may look at Finthaza for a... Is that a he swap. or a she? I don't, I don't know my D&D lore that well. I think it's a she. It looks like a she. If you, but you can flop the, the flip, attack flip and defense the attack. of a shield character. Yeah. That would be really good with this one, especially if you have Blob on it too. Um, so coming more modern, that's I would probably go start working on um, the shield aspect. I know we've talked about some of how I brew in the past, but so now I'm looking at abilities. Now I'm going to kind of tweak toward the the energy and create some synergy there. So Throw on a lantern ring and do <laughs> flippy flippies. Because we all know how much Jared loves the lantern ring, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, do you have anything else to mention about this Justice League Joker? Like, I, I remember playing against it. I'm like, oh, this is such a brute. Because it's an uncommon, too. It's not like a rare. Right. I mean, I will rare. say this. This is the 11th card for me with the Joker's. The rare is the one that I love. Are, and I've mentioned that are you, before. Are you, are you saying the super rare is in the card? No, <laughs> I love the the red hood, and I know a lot of people probably don't even know it, but it's fun. But yeah. this one, if you guys ever this, hear me mentioning that you got to pull out a whiteboard to figure out what Russ is doing, it probably involves red hood. <laughs> this card, though, is if you have not seen the alt art. This is beautiful. Yeah. It's like a Jack Nicholson looking thing. And it's so, Alex Ross oil painting. Yeah. So beautiful. it'll always be around. And it actually, if I would were to say if it wasn't my 11th card, if the way it wouldn't be my 11th card is if I owned that, because I'd probably try to fit it on a lot of teams. <laughs> put it on all the teams. Yeah. You got to bling out your teams, right? That's, yeah. that's the important part of Dice Master play is to bling out your team as much as possible. He's a great control card. So if you have a chance to use them in some in some golden stuff, do get get a chance to play some of that Justice League. Maybe play a draft and stuff. You you can find some fun stuff in there. I know yeah. I just said draft, which unfortunately we don't get to do much. I, anymore, I'm but. I'm still toying with this idea of going through old sets and making 
draft packs out of the old sets because we already kind of know the formula and we know it, it works. So shouldn't be that hard, right, to randomly make a, a cube out of draft packs? I want to do an old packs. school Justice League or Yu-Gi-Oh draft. Ah, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, so good, so good. Um, so, Russ, thank you so much for talking to us about our 11th card. If you guys at home have suggestions for 11th card, shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst, and you might hear it featured on a future episode. All right, Russ, thank you so much, and I will see you later. All right, guys, we are here with Dr. J. How are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm roasting, man. It's the middle of the summer, and it is blazing hot here. You're, you're suffering so we can get a high-quality content out, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so um, while we're enjoying this heat, um, it is time for us to also dig and open up a team time capsule. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this one is near and dear to my heart, So, but let me see if you've heard this before. So... This relies on another basic action for it to work, right? So it's a uh, three-cost basic action from Warlight, and it says, until your next turn, deal your opponent one damage for each damage that you take that doesn't come from Vicious Struggle. Mm, <laughs> what is th- that? What, what do you War think? of Light, you said? Yeah. What do you War th- of Light? What do is you it think would heroic, be on team? heroic defense? That, no. No? It, no? The name of the card is mentioned in the card text. Oh, it is vicious struggle. Yeah, it's vicious oh, struggle. Okay. Um, so you guys are thinking, oh yeah, it's probably now you just have Luke Cage and a bunch of cobalt. Right? Absolutely, Luke Cage and vicious struggle, game over. Um, but no, th- this is uh, what I like to say. I-, I know Russ and I have mentioned in the past that it's uh, it- this is- this was vicious struggle before you, you have that mini game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Struggle. Vicious struggle was actually a fun card to play before they released the Civil War set, and Luke Cage kind of ruined the fun that was in that came with that card so yeah yeah and the, the nice part about it is there was other cards that you could put together i know russ's kind of favorite thing to do was the five cost common toad um and it's while toad is active each opposing non-sidekick character must attack if legal and then on its burst side opposing characters take two damage when they attack so it's a kind of a double field clear if you want to kind of count it like that yeah um but the the one that i liked to have on my team was the injection fairy lily forced injection um she was a three cost and her ability is when you assign this monster attack you may take two damage to give it three attack which to me thematically it worked out really well too because in the Yu-Gi-Oh card game you did something similar to that where you'd take some life and it would boost her attack yeah, you up. took like half your life points i think it was four thousand like four thousand life points yeah, out of eight thousand so. she'd get nuts like you better be able to block that (laughs) so that's why i always like doing this because then you're dealing two damage to your opponent already with one of her out and her fielding costs were zero zero one yeah ridiculously cheap to field um and then her attack was one three or four so you you pair that with an unblockable or you put in some overcrush like dimension door i think was what people like I don't know if you played with it, but that was, I think, the best card to play I, with it. Yeah, I think I was using um, Overcrush with, uh, what was it, oh. the forecast that boosted even three more. Oh, oh, uh, it's, it's Haymaker now, yeah, Haymaker, but it was yeah. something before. I like how we can't remember the golden version of it anymore. I know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that was always kind of my favorite because then you get her she gets even bigger because she gets another plus three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that was that was always a fun one because I'm like, well, you're you're at least taking a minimum of two damage, probably more, or you're losing a character because she's pretty beefy at that point. Yeah, and I don't care too much if she gets knocked out because she's so cheap to field again. She doesn't have to attack or anything, right? Um, no, for hers is when I assign her to attack. Oh, when, when you assign it, her yeah. to attack, you may take the damage. So you do have to attack with her. Yeah. Okay. And her stats aren't great, so there's a good chance that she's going to get knocked out. So I was kind of thinking like, oh, you could just sit there and leave her in the field and deal two damage for every, you know, fairy injection lily you have out, but you can't actually Yeah, and do she that. was, I mean, like, she was pretty easy to get more than one at three cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was not easily. expensive. And she had decent stats for what she was. She thinks she topped out at like a 4-4, four, four, didn't she? Yeah, so it's a 1-3 and 4 attack. Yeah. So like 7. And then if I put a Haymaker on top of that, that's a 10 attack. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's going to be... You, you got to have some beefy defense to be able to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, so like I, I really liked doing this team because it was using 
I, the reason I like the injection fairy lily because no one. Like, who yeah, would ever yeah. use that card? Right? There were so many cards from Yu-Gi-Oh, especially back in, in the day, and we're we're looking back here because it's time capsule time, but there were so many cards from Yu-Gi-Oh that I would play in events, and people would look at them and be like, I have no idea what that card does because people didn't really buy into Yu-Gi-Oh a lot in the early stages of the game. And so I would purposefully go through that set and find cards that people weren't familiar with and try to build teams around them. And it's really fun. And she was one of those ones that I looked at several times like, hmm, can I really make her work? And I think I made one of her other versions work. But Yeah, she's like, I, I always liked it. I know Russ, anytime I'd play this card, Russ would, if I was playing, he'd just look at me and was like, what's with the Japanese? I just, why is she in a nurse outfit and why is she riding a giant needle? I just don't understand. Well, the funny thing is the Japanese people don't understand either. It just, <laughs> it's just, it just is what it is. It's anime and just accept it. You know, yeah, just, you just go with it. So, um, like, so, but what would you add to this team if we had brought it back into modern? So, I played a team that used Vicious Struggle in the Salt Lake Comic Con event we had. Oh, how long ago was it? Two years ago? It was way more than two, two years, years ago. ago. It was like three or four years ago. Have I known you guys for more than two years now? I think so. Oh, dear. Well, we've done. <laughs> we weren't even thinking about a podcast. Like, it wasn't even a twinkle in our eye when we played at this event. Yeah, it was like, I was like, oh, I see these guys on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I knew you then, honestly. It was <laughs> yeah, a while ago. Yeah, because I think I knew Ben. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. But uh, I played against a team that used Vicious Struggle, but they used Toad, uh, like you'd mentioned before, where they your opponent is forced to attack with all their characters, and that's what knocked me out of that event um, and made me so I didn't end up making it to the top eight or whatever. Uh, and that Toad, I think, was really good because... It was a force attack, and it, at that point, force attacks were very hard to get because they only existed in AVX, aside from Toad, and I really wanted one. But that was a nasty team, I remember, because I was in control. I had this guy dead to rights. On my next turn, I was going to win. I was just going to attack with everything and win, but he had vicious struggle, and so he could force me to attack when I wasn't ready, and, and that, that kept he could your, pick yeah. some blockers, and I think he had one life at the end, and I lost. Yeah, that, that's that's the crazy thing about that team is you just need one thing to survive. Yeah, and that's uh, what's great about that you know, Toad particularly is it puts the control completely in your hands. You know, for you can block whoever you want. You can decide how much damage you take and how much damage you're going to deal to the opponent. Um, but if you're looking for other things to add to this team, I would say anything that amplifies damage. I I would even put like some life gain. So say we're playing yeah. like a golden or something. Something that uh, was it one of the Karibos or mystical elves that one KO'd. Yeah, I think you mystical elf. Yeah. yeah, gains you gain life when or, she gets knocked or, out. Or even I think the Groots. Like, isn't one of the? I can't remember. Something gives you life gain, right? Yeah, a Groot. You know, pay two shields, gain one life. Really, that's all you need. You, as long as you're one point up from your opponent, yeah, and you that's will the, win that battle. That's the trick to vicious struggle is making sure that you have more life than your opponent, because if you reach zero, and vicious struggle hasn't triggered yet, then you lose. So. I would say anything that you can that can amplify damage, like a tune or something like that, to give you a, a little bit of a lead on the life. How how bad would it be if we put a rare cosmic cube on this? Um, I actually don't know if it would be that bad. It depends on if you're nickel and diming. It's way worse if you're yeah. nickel and diming than if it's just one big hit. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I was kind of thinking, but. Anything else that amplifies damage from actions, good good to put on the team. Yeah, and, and the one super rare that I think never got its day, I, I would probably add the super rare Mr. Miracle. While Mr. Miracle is active, your action dice in boomerang, so you Absolutely, keep those vicious struggles. Yeah. The, the nastiest thing about vicious struggle is if you get them in a nice cycle and you have them all the time, your opponent's never going to want to damage you and never going to be able to damage you without taking the same amount of damage. Which, honestly, when this card came out, I remember thinking to myself, that's kind of strong. 
like really strong. Mm -hmm. And I'm surprised it took people so long to find a use for it because the Luke Cage vicious struggle, it's so dumb, so broken, not fun. I'm surprised people didn't find out how powerful the card was before that. Yeah, like like I said, I that's why I kind of liked prior to that because these were fun combos, but they wouldn't win you every game because you are you're you're gambling with your life. Totally. Um, oh, you're totally gambling. Yeah. But but it, it was always fun because your opponent's like, "Why are you taking damage?" I'm like, "Well, you're taking damage with me. We're we're going down. <laughs> if this ship's sinking, both of us are going down." Yeah. And again, vicious struggle stacks. So if you can get two of them, that's where the Mister Miracle would really come into handy is if you can get two of them active at the same time, then for every point of damage you take, they're going to take two. Yeah. Um, like, uh, yeah, I remember that card. I, I Part of me wishes they, they would bring Vicious Struggle back, but part of me doesn't it, either. <laughs> it's it's fun to, to reminisce on the old days, but we don't need it to come back. It doesn't need to be revived. It can stay in the past Let's stick it back in that time capsule and bury it again, and let future generations find this podcast exactly, and dig it up. Yeah, again. we don't, we don't uh, need to bury unbury that thing again. Yeah, yeah. Russ, can you put that in your will for your kids to dig up this team 20, 20 30 years later on? <laughs> um, so, Doctor J, thank you so much for kind of talking about this. It's like I, I like looking back, especially when it's Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, it's always fun to look back. Um, and so we want to hear from you guys. Uh, is there a team from the past that you you want us to talk about, or was a fun team that you put together? It doesn't have to be like I won. 300 games straight with it you know as long as you had fun with a team send it to us and you know we can talk about it and look back in the past and let's not forget that wonderful wonderful set that was Yu-Gi-Oh all right Dr. J I will see you back in a sec where we'll be brewing and this one is going to be a challenge all right guys we are here with the full crew hey Ken what? How you doing, man? It's been I don't a know, it's, man. it's been a while, so we're we're, we're we're glad that you're back. Um, yeah. Um, so we got Ken Pull over here. Then we have the Global Guru. How you doing today, Zach? Good as always. And then we have you know Jared over here. How you doing, Doctor J? Still still JD. Still JD. Okay. No 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 extras. You got to let us know when you add the extras. Absolutely. I have a feeling there are listeners now that are tracking your progress. I'll let you know when I get the Esquire. <laughs> and then we have the KO King. How you doing tonight, Russ? Good. How are you? Um, it is time for us to do another Brewing Buddies, and this is from our friend Stu. So he, he wrote out with this, and I have a follow-up. Don't call him our friend Stu. I love Stu. Whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he wrote this in. Hey, guys. Yet again, I reach out to you for your sage advice on brewing a decent, modern, competitive team. I'm looking to build around Firefly Ted Carson, but with rotation taking out Superwoman and Merlin, the small problem of not owning a rare mule near from Thor, uh, my bolt fixing is non-existent. Currently, I'm running with Rare Collector to flicker Firefly in and out every turn. I paired that with Common Adam Warlock to trigger the fielding effect twice. Um, the bolt characters I decided to add and bolster the damage are Shriek, Sonic Boom, because, well, Shriek. Um, Yondu, Whistle While You Kill, which will clear out some of the small characters from my opponent's field. Especially with Adam Warlock triggering Yondu twice. Nightwing, heir to the cow. I wasn't too sure on this one, but I thought it might help with some targeted removal as he was a cheap bolt with respectable attack stats for that finishing blow. Huntress, no rest for the weak, wicked. Again, not sure if required, but good for targeted removal that will take out two opposing characters potentially with Adam Warlock active. My last card is Mantis, Celestial Madonna to Aiden Ramp. I haven't added on basic actions as well um, as yet. Can't decide which ones would be the best fit, so I'll leave that up to you guys. I ideally just wanted the Collector and Adam Warlock in the field and used the Collector to bring the other characters in as needed, reducing what's churning through my bag. Keep up the good work and thanks in advance for your help. P.S. Can I get a shout out to my local gaming store, Fantasy and Comic Emporium in Eastbourne, East Sussex, where I first started playing this wallet-sapping and highly addictive game. So, what up, Fantasy and Comic in Emporium in Eastbourne, East Sus Sussex? See, I was just thinking we shouldn't actually do it. I, we, I, we read <laughs> off the whole thing and then don't give them a shout out. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's in the UK. And then the funny, but, it, but it's an emporium, so it's got to be cool. Right? I know. It, like, I wish I had a British accent because it probably sound more fancy. Well, I just I think it would have been funny if you were like, he also asked for a shout out. Give all the information. Be like, we will not shout them out. 
We've read it all. It's all recorded. It's all there. Yeah. We're not going to um, actually he also He also sent a, a follow-up email saying, disregard my last brewing buddies. I just reread the collectors and realized it was only once per turn. Guess what, Stu? We're not disregarding it. We're taking that extra challenge <laughs> to get around it. So what do you guys want to... What would you put in a modern Firefly team? Because I know when I played it, it was all about Dark Side and getting Firefly out and Miriam. Um, Miriam? Yeah. He wants modern, though. I know. So modern like, competitive. Most of that team's out. not that useful. Um, yeah. But what, what would you guys put in this team, or what would you... you yeah, know? It's the Firefly that, that fields it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So his ideal thing is to get all those bolt characters out and then use the collector to bring in those fireflies because that would be one cost then because fireflies yeah, three. Yeah. If it were me, so what? When I'm brewing a team like this, I'm gonna start with some cheap bolt characters because you want to flood your field with bolt characters yeah. to maximize Cause, fireflies. Cause, yeah, damage. he 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 also has the problem that he doesn't have a bolt fixer because he doesn't have the Mjolnir from Thor. Right, right, right. So we got to keep that into account too. So Well, the first thing I would do is get that bolt fixer somehow. That's that's really going to be something (laughs) that you want to say. So if anybody in the East Sussex area has an extra rare Mjolnir, let us know and we'll let Stu know that you're up for trades. You know, know, I'll I'll make a case. I was talking to um, some of the guys from down in Arizona when they were coming up and they were brewing some of their competitive stuff and they said, I'm not going to bring anything that will help out my opponent. So maybe that's just more um, competitive, but they made a good argument to not bring resurrection, to not bring bolt fixers because I don't want to help them. They bring it great, but I want to be able to win without it. So I say try it without it. That's that's usually how I play. I would lean towards Swarm in that case. Your Parademon is a Swarm. Chwinga and Parademon are both uh, Swarming bolts. Yeah, Chwinga's been popular lately. Stupid Chwinga, man. Anytime I ever use that, never swarmed. I like... like Boom Boom, one of the Boom Booms, probably the global one. Anytime you use a global, you deal damage, right? If, yeah, especially I, whittled, if you, I whittled you down once, right, Zach? Using that especially boom boom. if you have that... Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a good one. Especially if you have that Mjolnir where you're energy fixing because it's just an extra source of damage. She's out. She's going to amplify Firefly's damage. Um, so it's just... It's, it's a burn team, but you're doing a little bit more damage. I also would consider putting a jubilee on the team because she's a mm-hmm. cheap bolt yeah. character whichever one especially if you have the energy fixer the it, super just, rare yeah. is i think the best choice because then you're dealing damage for fielding sidekicks on top of fielding bolt characters gives, um, gives you a nice alternate win condition you can also yeah, exactly. you can also seem like really thinking hard yeah, here. here today huh Really thinking hard here today. Well, the the weird part is we're doing Bruin Buddies and we haven't heard from the KO King yet. Oh, I'm just listening <laughs> to all the low hanging fruit, cheap, two how about, cost. How about, he said he wanted how about a competitive two cost team. bolt ricochet with infiltrate as a backup? That's not or, a bad idea. Or the uh, the uncommon rocket raccoon that when he's KO deal his attack to a target character die, use that to keep. I mean, cycling he's, he's using one of your favorite cards class. too, the collector. Oh no, so, yeah. they, these are all good. I'm not. It's just that, like, you know it really doesn't feel like you think they're good. <laughs> <laughs> they're good. So how, how about um, here's the common pepper pots? What is the because that helps with uh, turn as well to for Sharinga? Because here's what's going to happen with Sharinga. That thing's never going to be in the field. That is the worst thing. That is a perfect example of swarm. So it's just going to get blasted out of the field, which is fine because we're rolling it for bolts. Is there anything that allows it to? Be protected is in in modern. There was some stuff that ro- got rotated out with Electra, but there's nothing currently that protects. It. To protect which one? Uh, yeah, two cost. Yeah, because that's the problem with Chewinga is. I always hated Chewinga. She would always attack, stats. or she'd get blown but out of the field. But at easily. the same time, you want to field as many as possible to trigger fly- Firefly. So. Does yeah, really. If you fill them or turn with them, if you can roll more than one, even if they're getting KO'd every turn, you're rolling them the next turn. If you can field them and then field fly, Firefly, let them blow up and yeah. get rolled again. And, and the other thing is, we could use the two cost Chewinga. I mean, her rare is when fielded, when Chewinga attacks, it gets plus one attack. When Chewinga is KO'd by non combat damage, prep a die from your bag if you're kind of worried about. Yeah. Getting you know it getting magic missiled out or something like that too. Sure. It's it's one more than the one cost, but it you know may be a little bit better. 
in the long term because all three of them have swarm. You know what I might bring as a backup wind condition is some sort of global that gives uh, plus one attack. So if you if you miss roll and just have tons of bolts, there's a bunch of those globals you out love there. that plus one bolt attack yeah, like well, I, many nice of your teams if you just have all what these bolts do, and need something what if angela infiltrate super rare that gives uh everything infiltrate that if gives used, everything it does, infiltrate everything gives anything that has infiltrate can't be blocked or deals no right. damage so it would work with the the ricochet, the ricochet. yeah yeah it, and she's a bolt as well right right so yeah as an alternate wind condition, you kind of have two things, two routes you could go that way. Ooh, I like the uh, rare Nightwing as an yeah. option. Cheetah. He's yeah, a two a cost, one. and on, so he's got a, he's a flip character, and he's got a villain side where he says uh, he can't attack unless there's another non-Nightwing villain character in the field. Well, that's Firefly right there, and he's got those big stats. So if you get them out, then you can just attack with them shriek would also be another yeah it's, it's one cheaper than the nightwing he had suggested which was heir to the cow which is a three bolt that Seriously? the only thing about nightwing is the, the fielding costs yeah he's got pretty nasty fielding shriek. costs well you can see he's he's re, he's reluctant to put shriek on his team but he's like well because shriek <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah. It, it so if you're going competitive route you kind of have to and and it would kind of build into that team, but if if you know out of principle, you, you, you guys don't remember do it, when yeah. we were excited that Shriek was coming out, yeah. and now we're just like, eh. I was <laughs> never excited that Shriek was coming out. I I don't ever remember being excited when Shriek was coming out. She's I, I was fun, but she creates a. Oh, I was I was excited because she blanked uh, she blanked Raven. Yeah, and then it didn't matter. Yeah, because yeah. I I clearly remember you being excited for at least a week. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but so, but yeah, so like speaking of swarm, would you want to try to go back to the dark side swarm for this? Or you no? Could, you could. You know, he's it, more reliable swarm than any other form the, of swarm. Yeah, it's the hard cool thing about the dark side swarm is that you can keep rolling anything that isn't in your field. I mean, like it you've really got to either have uh bought way too many things or have your your field get wiped all of a sudden for you to not be rolling everything. Ooh, ooh. Uh, you could put Super Air Malekith on this team to KO your Fireflies. Yeah. 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 That Solid wasn't whoa. something that Did Jared just suggest the KO before Russ? You, you okay today, buddy? Uh, like, like one KO. People, people are going to ride in. And no, that's, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's a one KO. But... I mean, I guess it might be better than just there are no bolt golems, are there? It is better than fabricating two of them because there's no bolt fabricators, and then you're gutting up your bag with fist or shield characters. No, because you use Black Adam and put them back in your bag. Is Black Adam even legal right now? No, I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah, he's a green arrow flash. (laughs) Okay, so here's here's an idea. So we're using Firefly that does not have the global on it correct correct so one idea i'd have is to use the one that has the 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 rare the rare the so he deals damage and you can use the bolt to add a damage if a villain attacks right uh-huh. target yeah. and that villain and then add king black bolt to this with some doppelgangers so i get a f- you King Black Bolt out there and use my bolts to add because he's villain, so it'd be a villain for each, so they stack on there. I feel like our Brewing Buddies segments of late have devolved to put Doppelganger on the team <laughs> and copy something. It's I hate that card now. Like I thought but, it was but cool at one case point for it because you can only have one and now you're making okay, more. Well, it's really frustrating. It's it's, it's a good case for get why around, like, it's the a good card stuff too. But any, to any, me it's like are but, we throwing Doppelganger on every team now? Anything to copy to open stuff up because right now we're brewing uh oh let's KO and field and deal damage. And in reality, a setup like that, you need like two or three cards, and all you're doing is KOing and fielding. And you've been in those games. Is it a lot of fun? 
So I'm only trying to... I mean, slapping doppelganger on it, I don't think makes it any more or less fun. It's just the same. It's, no, it's making it a completely different team. I mean, you're going it doppelganger has to, to do the damage of everything getting the villain bolt damage. So you're using a different win condition. You're trying to multiply King Black Bolt. So it's different. It's definitely not as effective. So the copying the... Uh, well, the using, problem with putting King Black Bolt on the team is you have to get him yeah that's not gonna happen so that's I mean, <laughs> again it comes down to a competitive or not competitive he wants competitive firefly is definitely a way to go i would probably look at him would you would you still keep uh adam warlock on the team i would i mean at, like um, it's nice to have the double but he's a mask and not a bolt so the question yeah, is, is that going to detract like, away from what you're trying to do? I, I think I'm going. inclined to go like uh, Firefly, Dark Side to get Swarm, Parademons to do damage with Swarm, maybe throw in Schwinga because it's a Bolt Swarm, uh, definitely the uh, Rigorous Training card, and then... Such a good card. Probably Shriek and maybe a couple of other utility bolts. You know, get that pepper pots get, for a little get bit. Get that. Um, Me that, and Pepper, we're we're not get on that rare terms. Mjolnir. You know. Yeah, you absolutely See, need would, something like Shriek to stop something like a Madam Mask. Yeah, wind, gonna the wind field that's stopping just wrecks this team. Yeah, yeah, or Wonder Woman or something. Yeah, but again, Ma- I mean Malachi that's not going to help. Shriek's not going to really help good because one for, to get fielded. that KO. Yep. Yeah. See, for me, of course, think... with with the uh, if you can get the swarm going with Dark Side, you could really be attacking with uh, Firefly, and he doesn't have like he's got okay, not great uh, defensive stats. Right. One good uh, uh, basic action that goes well with Firefly. Yeah, because we're actually is, we don't have enough that, basic uh, actions. He was looking. Kevin for. used against me that worked out well was the Outsider. Oh, yeah. Because it gives them plus two. So if they don't block it, oh yeah, then you give it plus two and it can swing in through for a little bit more. If they block it, I mean, there's no villain maker anymore, but if they block it with a villain... But that plus two might you allow you to two, knock out... What, you, you can know, knock out theirs or they can, you know, you can try to knock out yours a little bit more if they block with a villain. Yeah, I used to think the outsider was the bee's knees till the more I used it. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. I can't roll. <laughs> I might put <laughs> villainous pact on this team too, because yeah, there's a lot of villains. You got a lot yeah. of villains already on the team. You can definitely build it into a villain team. I think it's a solid other win condition that you yeah. can go to. And, and like even with the global, since you're playing a bolt heavy team, you know if you need to use some of your other energy for something that you know that you might have yeah. just have that extra mask. Maybe throw like prep. a Razal Ghoul on it too, so that you can take the villain affiliation away from potential blockers if you're playing with vicious struggle. Oh yeah. So you know make it make it work for oh, you. You can't double. put vicious struggle on it. That's, that was the other segment, Jared. Did I say vicious struggle? Yeah. <laughs> Villainous pack. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I blame Stu. I love Stu. Stu, we love you. T- don't listen, Jared. You know he's always wrong. <laughs> um, another, I remember actually playing this in set and drafts and stuff. Um, the and and I think which which Huntress did he mention? Uh, he mentioned uh, no rest for the wicked. Is that the common? Is, what, what does it say? What it does there? Uh, no, I I'm can't lo- remember which one. So they're, no, they're both it, yeah, good. that one's a common. When fielded, deal damage equal to Huntress's attack to target character. Die. So I really like that one for removal for Shriek and things like that. But if they have Madame Mask again, you're having that same issue because it's when fielded. Whereas in the other one is when they filled. Yeah, that's the character die. You deal one damage to target opposing character. Yeah, so that way, Madam Mask, the Wonder Woman, doesn't kill the ability. So you still have a way of removal as long as they're building enough. Yeah, especially if you're going for cheap bolts, you might. Yeah, and then you could pair it with the uh, um, that new basic action coming out where uh, both both uh, players draw three dice and filled sidekicks. Instant war, or whatever. Instant it's called. war or something. So they then they'd be feeling even more. So I have a feeling that better. I have a feeling that Huntress is going to get some more play. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that could fun. be really fun for removal. Um. So get that Huntress and Jubilee out in the field at the same time. And then Firefly on top for the instant. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I would 
I would look at something a little different. I would go. My approach would be collector and create food and water, and and have low numbers of dice I've purchased. Uh, add in some fireflies, and then go from there. I'm looking at either Banshee, except for I don't think he's a bolt. No, you know if you go if you go the collector route, I think it's more efficient to do uh, uh, Norman. But, but you would do both. Yeah. They would both be on your team. I, I tried that once, and it was kind of overkill. Like, it, it, it was replicating what you... You, you go a, one, and then I would do a separate win condition, because when, when filled, it kills both of them. Right, but the thing is, is that if I fully rely on one of those, then it's somewhat in my opponent's hand to how much damage. So if I have both there i'm only going to play that game based on one based on if they have villains or if i have more but i would goals. do a completely separate win condition because if they have a wind fielded stopper unless you have something to take care of that then it kills both of those win conditions right, right? but i'm not eliminating that we've only talked about three cards this is the beauty of yeah yeah, yeah. Collectors. yeah. so you'd have three. to have something to to take care of right. those and if they mad if they blank or, uh, you could always fire play fire. with one of the yeah. other Norman Osborns. Like it doesn't have they to don't, be. They Nobby. didn't make any others. <laughs> no. no, see, no I was looking those. at <laughs> like the ones that your villains cost one less to field, or while he's active, you may pay one when you purchase a villain character die and put it in your bag instead of your used pile. And then you can like it, for people like Russ who don't want to play, because then it just turns into a Nobby team, right? Yeah. If you don't want it to turn to a Navi team, there are other Norman Osborns you could play that would still work well with the team that I, aren't so If you're unfun. playing casual. Yeah. I would add something along this line. I think the Iron Mans have been pushed out to do it. Uh, but I would look at that Iceman Frosty. When you fill the character dice, Iceman gets plus one, plus two defense. Plus so, one, plus one. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what I said? No, he said plus, plus two. <laughs> Plus one, plus one. So you're getting your character that you have out in the field as a bolt character, four cost. When I field that, I'm dealing damage and I've increased his stats. And then on top of that, I'd want something that clears clears field. So I would look at fielding, building stats, and some kind of field clear. Maybe a green devil mask, something to to force the trigger of the green devil mass so that it's triggered i'm going to field this and i'm going to attack i'm going to field this character this character then that and now he's stacked up so can i throw just something huge wrench in it that it's probably everyone's probably thinking of it as we're talking except for us but the big thing the big story is yanti it's a bolt cheap you could pretty much throw any of those, all three of them on there. It would probably be yeah. Good. You know, if you do that, it's it's a route. It's a good bolt character. If you if you're building competitive, it would be stupid to overlook it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we we got to at least mention it, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. It, it could work I, with a lot of. these I will things. say this though, competitive. I agree. Right now, there's nothing really competitive out there. So if you're showing up to stores right now with a Yanti cube or trying to improve the yanti cube or even just a yanti you might be hurting your community that's just from my communication with the environment yeah, you might be hurting yeah why the why word maybe so if you if you took it down <laughs> a notch maybe it's still somewhat competitive um and it also could be good for control is zandala simber um so if you did mix some some actions in there you can do a little attune damage Plus, if you're playing against someone, you know, meta dragon team, it helps you control a little bit with that as well. Um, another cool, I'm just trying to think of some newer D&D stuff because they're pretty fun right now, is the, uh, some of the basilisks. Those are really fun. Um, where you get to re-roll some of the oh, yeah, I, I, I enjoy playing those. Like those are fun because two of them have deadly, oh, too. You know what else is another good control one that we didn't think of? So if you do kind of a control and then filled... Firefly, so you do Shriek, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet mm-hmm. Yeah, Witch she's is, another bolt. Yeah, yeah, another good meta one that you could kind of build a control team and then fill some Fireflies. Yep. All right, Stu, hopefully these suggestions 
will give you an idea on what to put on your team because I, I think we like to give a wide variety of suggestions because everybody has a different play style. Um, so hopefully that will they'll help you and, um, you know, let us know what team you put together because I'm always interested to hear follow-up from people who've actually taken some of our ideas and tried to play and let us know how it works because... Because they usually win, right? I mean... <laughs> They do frequently yeah, win. Yeah, they yeah. send us messages well. back saying, yeah. hey, I tried out your build and yeah. it won. Yeah, so I'm starting to think it's a me thing because I think I've tried some of these and nothing's ever worked. Exactly. <laughs> I thought you were just That's totally not a taking legitimate credit test. for people winning. Yeah, You're so, like, I think it's me. I'm so, helping him win. <laughs> <laughs> Zach just rolls perfectly when I, even when I have one of these teams and he just right. smashes me. So it's true. <laughs> um, the, yeah, we want to hear from you guys. If you guys have suggestions for Brewing Buddies, I know our list is getting ever short. I think we may only have one or two right now. So shoot that to us, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Guys, thank you so much, and I will talk to you all later. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. Did you guys ever use the Joker Clown Prince of Crime? Or did you ever put together a vicious struggle team? Let us know by shooting us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leaving it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe so you automatically get these episodes, and cool player resources. We wanted to let you guys know of a big programming announcement. The Doubleburst podcast will be moving to a every other week schedule, so that means every two weeks you'll get a brand new episode of the Double Burst podcast because we wanted to mention our brand new project that we're starting on ktdata.net called The Playthrough, a podcast about board games featuring the crew from the Double Burst podcast. So if you guys like any of the crew from Double Burst and you want to hear their thoughts on their favorite board games, both new and old, make sure you guys check out The Playthrough coming soon to ktdata.net. Big thanks to everybody who listens to the show. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Mm-hmm.